Well, good morning. How is everybody doing? Awesome. Yeah, Mike, you just want to stay with me for a second. You know what? This month, we're uh, continuing in our deeper focus, as most of you will know, having been around, and we uh, really been focusing on the deeper, deeper love, uh, but also talking about its connection to healing, and just really believing God for his love, working healing in our hearts, healing our lives in this season. And so I just want to pray before I share, because we're going to continue on that vein. But there was just such a beautiful presence of God today, I felt like as the team was worshiping. And uh, again, it's not nice words and nice things. Like we believe in the power of the word, but, but it's, it's the power of God's word and God's spirit that does this in our lives. So I want you just to bow your head and close your eyes where you are right now. And even just if you want to hold out your hands like you're receiving something from God. And just in that, Father, we come before you this morning. And just even as the team was doing such a great job in leading us, talking about your overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love, talking about how we will build our life upon your love, because it's the firm foundation. And I thank you today, just as we're here, and you're already doing it, but I thank you that you will continue to do it even during this word and just there'll be a, just a manifestation of flow of your spirit. That'll be the word and the spirit together that brings power. And it's power for revelation of your love. And as we have a revelation of that love, even as we are coming into Holy Week and looking forward to Easter, that there will be so much healing that happens, that this is a season for healing. God, that every one of us, the healing that we need in our hearts and lives, God, you, you got it for us. It's there. And we just thank you for this work in us today. We open our hearts up to you. We're not looking for a quick fix. We're not looking for a microwave solution. We're looking for real encounters, real transformation, real change. In Jesus' name. Everyone agreed with me said, amen. Come on, somebody say deeper love. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's a wonderful Sunday. It is good to be here together. As my wife already mentioned, as she was transitioning today for us, it is Palm Sunday. Uh, Palm Sunday is uh, the Sunday of the scriptures tell us where Jesus came into Jerusalem and he entered Jerusalem. And, uh, and as my wife mentioned, they took the palm branches and the cloaks and they laid them out and they waved the palm branches and and, and they welcomed him. And, and so it's, it's, it's a very important Sunday even in leading into Holy Week. And so a couple practical things I just want to remind you of. Obviously, Holy Week leading up to Easter. And so this coming weekend, we're very excited to celebrate Easter. I think I've probably said it every week for the last six weeks. But it's like the first time in three years we're going to be able to be together on Easter. So I, I'm very thankful for that. And so Look forward and just want to welcome you on Good Friday at 10 a.m. We're going to have an amazing time. We're really going to have a strong worship emphasis. And we're going to take communion together and just be together as a church family. There will be some things for the kids, some things for the youth. It's going to be great on Friday. And then next week on Resurrection Sunday. And I really want to ask you to be joining me in praying this week. We're going to expand to three services. We're going to have a 9 a.m. So it will be the same for all of you guys who tend to like this lot. We're also going to have an 11 a.m. And we're going to have a 1 p.m. 
So we're going to expand to a third slot. And the idea is we know that there will probably be even more people who maybe this is the Sunday that they come back in person. But we also want to invite friends, family, co-workers, people who need to experience the love of Jesus, people who need to experience the hope of Jesus. So I really want to encourage you. It's an invitation that's going to, there's people who will come if they're invited. They won't necessarily invite themselves, but they're, they're invited. There's, there's somebody in your life that God is working on, somebody in your circle that God is working on. They will come if they are invited. And so we're going to pray in just a moment over that, but I want to encourage you. Who can you invite? Who can you bring? Who can you give the opportunity? I mean, the worst thing that happens is somebody says no. They're just like, no, they can't make it or it doesn't work or they're not quite comfortable yet. But, but who can we invite and who can we bring out this coming Sunday? So I really want to encourage you in that. And then the second thing that we're really focused on this week is through Holy Week is it just an opportunity to, to take the week to go deeper together, especially in the love of God. And so we are going to be encouraging everyone to fast this week. I want to encourage you, I mean, there's many different ways you can fast, but whether you fast several meals, whether you fast several days, uh, you know, whether I'm actually going to just do a Monday right through Good Friday this week, I just wanted to stretch myself and push myself a little more, but we're going to fast, we're going to be having evening prayer calls via Zoom, so Again, if you're newer, this is one of the things we've done. Many of you, are, we've, we've done this a lot over the last two years. But 7.30 p.m., Monday through Thursday, we're going to have a Zoom prayer call. It's open to all. You can come on. Even sometimes for some people, that can be a little intimidating. Maybe you don't feel like you're quite as experienced as prayer. But you don't necessarily have to pray out. You can come and join in and just be part of it and come and participate in prayer. And so we're going to have prayer from Monday through Thursday. And then we've also got video devotionals from Monday to Friday. So we've prepared some video devotionals with the team. They're going to go live every morning. Uh, you know, kind of early in the morning, the video will be there. But if you want to be part of it, there's a really easy way to plug in. Just go online and sign up for uh, Deeper Love Holy Week 2022. And so if you go and sign up, we will send you an email with all the information. We'll send you the links. We'll send you a prayer guide for the different things that we're going to be praying on and focusing through the week. And so I really just want to encourage you and invite you that part of the point of Holy Week is, is really preparing our hearts even coming into Easter. And so there's something powerful about doing it together, doing it corporately as a church family. So I really want to encourage you, let's get ready for Easter. Let's get ready even during this Holy Week. Jump on board, be part of what's happening. It's going to be an amazing week. And so let's pray, and let's just pray over this whole upcoming week and over the next, you know, seven days as we lead into Resurrection Sunday. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity we have, even during Holy Week, to go deeper. This year, you've spoken to us about the call to go deeper, and you are taking each one of us deeper. And I pray that we will continue on that journey through Holy Week, and we will go deeper. And Father, I pray just for every person, God, that our hearts will be stirred to jump on board and get involved in the prayer and the fasting and, and, and just the focus that we're doing and going deeper this week. And then as we gather this coming weekend, Father, we pray, number one, we're, we're just very thankful that we can be together. And we pray for a time of impact and a time of encounter, Lord. And we also pray in Jesus' name just for and people that we can invite, people that we can bring. God, maybe people who need to come back, people who maybe were away from you, or people who just over the last couple of years have kind of gotten busy with a lot of other things. Lord, we pray for lives to be impacted, for lives to be changed. We pray for people to come to Jesus this coming weekend. And everybody who agrees with me on this said, oh, come on, we do a little better than that. Everyone agreed with me on this said, amen, amen. amen. All right, that's a little better there. So let's go to our Bibles. We've got quite a few verses. 
uh, quite a number of verses to cover today, and uh, I'm going to kind of feel it as I preach. We might do some preaching, a little bit of stop and minister for a second, then preach and minister. Uh, sometimes I've got a really good picture going into a message on exactly how it's going to go, and then other times, you know, you're just saying, okay, Holy Spirit, let's see how we're going to move with this today, but we want to keep going deeper in love. Amen? Somebody say deeper love. And as we talked about last week, and as we really kick things off, we want to go deeper in love, but really in the essence or the connection to healing. And so we talked about oh, all through the month of March, we were focusing on deeper healing, and we just really got a sense that the Lord wasn't quite done with this yet. He wasn't quite done with taking us deeper in healing, but, but there's a very strong connection, as we talked about and introduced last week, between the love of God, which brings healing in our hearts and lives. And that when we have encounters with the love of God, again, it doesn't always look the same way for every person, but God's love, when we are impacted by it, when we are encountered it, when we really experience God's love, it does a supernatural work of healing that even goes beyond our understanding. And so we want to lean into deeper love, but we want to understand as well in doing that, we're leaning to deeper healing. Let's go to Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. This is where we started last week. And it says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Everyone say rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. And so we're talking about this concept of being rooted and grounded in love. There's many things that, that you know, Paul could have written about. There's many things the scriptures could tell us to be rooted and grounded in. There's many very important concepts for us as followers of Jesus. But, but he chose to talk about being rooted and grounded in love. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul talks about love. And he, talks, he makes this statement, he says, the greatest of these is love. And so we're talking about, and just really, Lee, if we're going deeper, what does it mean to be rooted and grounded in love? Uh, we talked last week as well about just this revelation of the Father's love in our hearts and the Father's love in our lives. And if you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the message, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's there online on YouTube, also on our podcast, because we really, we, we just took some time to talk about different stories of people who'd been encountered God's love and how it changed and transformed them. Uh, and so what I want to do this week is I want to talk to you a little more about some of the fruit of being rooted and grounded in love. Everybody say fruit. I want to talk to you about some of the fruit. I, 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 I mean, obviously there's so much fruit and there's so many different things. I mean, we will be talking about this for years to come. You know, it, it, it just asks, but I want to talk to you about a few things out of a passage in Hebrews that would be fruit of getting rooted and grounded in love. Fruit of going deeper in the love of God. In other words, as we go deeper in the love of God, this is some of the fruit. This is what it will bring. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, 12 to 16. And it says, therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. And make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau who sold his birthright for a single meal. 
Now, I want to talk to you out of this passage. Uh, again, there's so much in these passages. I mean, even as I read it to you sometimes, I, I see new things, and I want to jump over here and jump over there. But I want to stay focused today. But I want to talk to you about some of the fruit of being rooted and grounded in love. So we're saying, hey, let's go get rooted in love. Let's go deeper in love. Let's let our roots go deeper. What is some of the fruit that we'd see? Well, first and foremost, when you are rooted and grounded in love, you're rooted and grounded in the love of God, it will strengthen you. Everyone say strengthen you. When we are rooted and grounded in the love of God, we'll be strengthened. It says, therefore, lift up your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet. When we go deeper in the love of God and when we are rooted, I, I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this. I love this picture of being rooted because it is, how would I say, it's an ongoing process. It's not like you just, try to think how to describe it. It's not like you just dig a hole, you've dug a hole, now it's done. It's, it's not even like a foundation uh, where you build it one time and it's finished. Being rooted in something is a daily process. It's always growing. You're always drawing nutrients. You're always drawing life. And there's a strength that comes from being rooted and grounded in love. There's a strength that comes to walk in the day-to-day life. There's a strength that comes to face challenges, difficulties, or harsh circumstances. You know, I, I've been thinking about uh, this past week, Pastor Sharon and I had the opportunity to gather with a number of leaders from around the world. It was a really cool opportunity, part of Empower 21, which Pastor Sharon is very involved. So I, I kind of rolled with her. I was, I was her wingman for the week, and we had, a, we had a good time. But we had an amazing opportunity to connect with young leaders, literally from, oh, India, uh, different, uh, Kenya, uh, Zimbabwe, uh, I'm trying to think where else, Albania, Sweden, Ireland, uh, you go on just name like all these different nations, but it was interesting because one of the, uh, some of our brothers from India were sharing about just some of the challenges that they're facing right now in India, and they're saying we're really moving fast to, to share the gospel because they said that we're, we're concerned it's going to become a closed nation, uh, you know, sooner rather than later, and, and just some of the challenges they're facing. And you know, it, it really reflected. We we had a gentleman uh, come in and join us for a couple days, um, or well, sorry, a couple days. But he came for a session. Who's a pastor from Ukraine, and and he's literally right now. He was there. We were in uh, uh, we were in Hungary, but he literally right now. I mean, home gone, everything gone. He's just right now working to get people out and to get people into into safe places. You know, and so it was really sobering hearing about different things that happen. But I was also reflecting on, you know, for us as Christians, I mean, everyone goes through hard times. Everyone goes through challenges. But even on a broader scale, we're in a world where things are getting more, and we're not, we're not immune from it here in Canada. Even some of the, uh, you know, just soft persecution, things that are kind of rising. As you're, but see, in the middle of it all, God is calling us. Whatever, whatever level we're talking about, there's this strength that comes from being rooted in the love of God. But you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about was I was saying, I don't want to wait until I face a serious challenge to think, man, okay, I need to go deeper. If you're waiting until you face a serious challenge to try and go deeper, you're already going to be too late. 
Now, it doesn't mean that God still can't work in that situation and God still can't help you. But, but it's, if you're going daily in the rooted and ground in the love of God, there's this strength that comes into your life. And it's a strength that no matter the circumstances, no matter the season, no matter the situation, no matter what comes, it might initially catch you kind of like a blow where the enemy kind of lands a shot. But, but you draw on that strength that comes from your regular fellowship, your regular connection in the love of the Father. See, the love of God brings strength, being rooted and grounded. And if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Blessed is, Psalm chapter one, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. On this law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. He bears fruit in season. His leaf does not wither. I could take you over to Jeremiah where it talks about, you know, the, the, uh, the people of God being like a tree that is planted and rooted. It does not fear drought. It does not fear hard season because it bears fruit. Guys, and so there's two sides. Number one, there's this call to go deeper into the love of God because it's what brings the strength. But then there's also a season that I feel like many of us right now, if we had an honest moment, like not like we're not being honest, you know what I mean? But we just, we go really deep. We have that moment. A lot of us are tired. A lot of us are weary. You know, I was just talking with a pastor this morning and they were able to, we're just texting back and forth, we're friends, and, and they were just, they were able to reopen their Sunday morning services after two years because they just, the facility wouldn't let them back in and everything else. And it was because we were talking about, they're excited, but it was also grappling a bit with like, man, the last two years, we've not been able to do this. You know, and there's this wrestling. And I don't know, maybe for you today, where you need strength, but I want to encourage you that strength is found in being rooted and grounded in the love of God. This is not just a theological concept. This is something that is real. And you, you, learn, you learn to draw on it. And when you have a hard day, a hard week, you go through some hard circumstances. You know, everybody runs to something. But when you're rooted and grounded in the love of God, you, you go back to the love of your Father. And I just feel even in this month, the Lord wants to bring fresh strength. He wants to lift up drooping hands, strengthen weak knees. Listen, if you feel today like your hands are drooping, if you feel like your weaks are knees, your, your weaker knees, your knees are weak. <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't make you a bad Christian. It, you don't have to kind of fake it till you make it. You just need to go to the Father and say, hey. My hands are drooping right now. It's kind of a weird picture. I don't usually say that. My hands are drooping. But, you know, it's kind of the, the context. My hands are, my knees are weak. I'm having a hard time. So, Father, I'm coming to you today. Fill me in a fresh way with your love. Help my roots to go deeper. Bring strength. So let's, let's, let's actually lean into this for a second. I want you to bow your heads again, close your eyes. And if you... Say, Lord, I, I, need, I need fresh strength in this season. I need fresh strength now. Why don't you just to raise your hands where you are? I'm raising my hands because I need some fresh strength. And Father, we just pray right now in Jesus' name for a fresh impartation of your love that brings fresh strength. I pray that every one of our spirits that 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 by the power of the Holy Spirit, that there's a strength that's coming. And God, there'll be a fresh strength to seek you, 
a fresh strength to love you, a fresh strength to stand firm. I thank you that our roots are going deeper. In Jesus' name, we just receive it today, God. Pour out that fresh strength. Pour out that love. You know, it's interesting. Guys, nobody does it perfectly, like, at the start. So here's how it usually works. I face some hard times. I don't handle them well at all. But I go to God and I say, help me, you know, help me get deeper in love. And, and I grow a little bit. And the next time I face something else, I probably don't do it really well, but I do it a little better than I did last time. Because he's our father and he loves us. Right? Like I think back when my kids, when they're learning to walk. And I think, I'm trying to remember, I think both of my kids walked pretty young. I know Micah definitely walked young. Micah was walking at like nine, week, nine months, nine weeks. That'd be a little crazy. But he kind of, he just skipped the crawling stage. And I think part of it was because I always remember this. He, he's, he's very, he's like very passionate. He's a very intense kid. And I remember when he wanted to crawl, but he couldn't figure out the mechanics. So he used to do like this and he'd push himself backwards. He's trying to go forward, but he couldn't get it worked out. So he'd be like pushing and he'd get so mad. He'd just like start screaming because he's so upset. I think if I just like, you don't forget this. I'm just going to walk. Right? Well, you know, when he started walking, uh, oh, I've got some great videos I'm going to pull out on his wedding day. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I'm already planning it. I'm gonna, he's going to love it. He's going to hate it. He's going to probably hate it, but he'll love me. And so he'll get over it. But, you know, when he started walking... I didn't criticize him because he wasn't doing it better. I was like, what's wrong with you? How come you can't walk? You got two legs. You know, look at you. you. Can't you? No, we're cheering him on. Come on. My daughter Shiloh. Come on, Shiloh. You got this. Yeah. We're cheering on. Why? Because that's, that's the heart of a father, the heart of a mother. So if you feel like you're kind of toddling along with things right now, understand God's cheering you on. Because you're, you're, you're working at it. You're doing something. He's saying, listen, I want to give you my love to empower you. I want to help you in this. Come on, somebody say, his love will strengthen you. The second thing from this passage I want to focus on, and this is a little bit of connection back to what we've been talking about, but we see here as well, his being rooted and grounded in love brings healing. So not only does being rooted in ground bring love brings strength, but it also brings healing. These are two important concepts. I think it's important this season because God wants to strengthen you, right? God, does, God wants you to have strength in this time, but he also wants you to have healing because sometimes you can be strengthened, and I'm just talking about like the dynamics, but never actually get healed. You just kind of, you're strong, and you just kind of keep limping through it, but you're, okay, give me strength, Lord, give me strength. God's like, well, I want to give you strength, but I also want to heal you. So you don't always have to kind of, that, but it's his love that brings healing. And we've been talking about this a lot of, you know, obviously physical healing, but especially healing of the heart. God wants to bring fresh healing to your hearts, to our hearts in this season. He's saying, will you let me bring healing? But a way it flows, healing flows from being rooted and grounded in love. There's a song I remember years ago used to sing, youth growing up. And remember, I just remember, your love brings healing. Just sing and declare there's something about the healing of God. There's supernatural. God's love does something supernatural inside of us that sometimes in a moment can bring healing and transformation to things. And sometimes it's in a moment and other times it's over a season. 
Just let God work that set out. Just receive it. Uh, a, a quick verse on this, Mark 1.41. It says, then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched them and said to them, I'm willing, be cleansed. This was a leper. And he came to Jesus and said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was moved by compassion. And you know, we talk, we talk at various times about the power of compassion. We talk about the compassion of Jesus, and you see over and over again in scriptures, Jesus was moved with compassion. Compassion is a deep love that moves you to action. That's what that word actually is. And Jesus was moved with compassion, he healed. Jesus was moved with compassion, and he you know, fed the 5,000. Jesus was moved with compassion, and he raised the dead. You know, th- we see that. And what I was thinking about this today was, I was just thinking about this. Most of the time when I preach or teach or I'll break down Jesus being moved with compassion, what I tend to do is I, I, I'll connect it to I need to be moved with compassion and I need to reach people and I need to be moved with compassion. I need to help people. I need to be moved with compassion and pray for the sick. And that's a very good and fair application of this passage. I'm not taking away from that application. But here's the way I saw this today that I, I thought about it. Do you know Jesus is still moved by compassion? He was moved by compassion, but he still is. He's the same Jesus. And he has so much compassion for you because he loves you. And he's not just this distant, sometimes we see him kind of distant and, okay, well, you better get everything together and get everything right. You know, I'm not against us trying to do things right and I understand biblical principles, but this is still Jesus who's moved with compassion. And his compassion brought him to a place to bring healing. So I thought about, man, the more I experience his compassion, the more it positions me to receive his healing. It's not just that I have to be compassionate, even though that's good for me to learn and follow Jesus' example and be Christ-like. But Jesus wants you to know his compassion. And he wants to bring fresh healing. It's just, it's interesting in the scriptures because all who came to him were healed. It says that so many times. And if you look at the biblical accounts, there's so many people. Jesus didn't run people down to heal them. Now, I'm sure there's times where he, but, but, but we see it if it was whether it was the four friends who cut the hole in the roof and brought their friend to Jesus, whether it was a woman with the issue of blood who pushed through the crowd and grabbed the hem of his garment, whether it was Jairus who came to him and said, my daughter lies home at death, but if you come, you'll heal her. Or the centurion who came to him, it was as they came to him, even the 5,000 the people, they're the ones who came. And then he said, they have no food. We need to feed them. So you come to him. That's their part. And then his compassion and healing. And so I just, I want to go back there again today because I think Jesus is just saying, will you let me bring healing in your life in this season? What do a lot of us do? We're, we're in pain, it's hard, it's difficult, and so often we run to so many different things. We don't even realize it sometimes, but we have coping mechanisms. Some are negative things. Some aren't necessarily negative They're just coping mechanisms, but they're only coping mechanisms. Jesus isn't a coping mechanism. Jesus is healing. But I find like, like I say, binge watching Netflix won't bring healing. I'm not trying to preach against you. You you find a good show? I mean, pray it's not filled with a bunch of garbage and everything. I was going to go ahead and binge watch it. You like that? Go do it. But just know that's not going to bring healing. 
Mindlessly scrolling Instagram or Facebook or social media is not going to bring healing. And honestly, sometimes it's going to make it worse. (laughs) Right? The fridge is not going to bring healing. Hey, listen, I have a, I, 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 hey, trust me, I, I stress eat sometimes. I have a rough day. I go to the fridge. <laughs> you know, like, but all that stuff. So I'm not even saying like there's not natural things that you step into, but learn to go to Jesus. Learn to go in his love. Learn to go deeper. Right? That time you don't feel like reading your Bible, you don't feel like praying, you don't feel like anything, but you still go and put that YouTube video on for worship and you open up your Bible and you just say, Jesus, I'm here. I want to go deeper in your love. I may not feel it all, but I'm here by faith and I'm believing you that you're bringing healing. So let's bow our head and close our eyes again. How many of us need some deeper healing in this season? Just raise your hands again. So, Father, we come to you today. Jesus, you are moved by compassion, your deep love that moves you to action. And so I just pray today that we will experience that compassion. I mean, it's great that we want to live in that compassion, but again, the best way to live with compassion for others is to receive your compassion for ourselves. So I just pray, Holy Spirit, even now, bring fresh healing through us being rooted and grounded in love. Let's look at a third thought here. It talked about strengthening drooping hands and knees, making paths straight, and then was lame and not be punished, but rather be healed. And then there too, it says, strive for peace with everyone. The third thing being rooted and grounded in love does is it brings you into a place of peace with people. Let's, let's talk a little bit about what this looks like or what this means. Um, you guys know last several years have been really rough when it comes to divisiveness, anger, people battling each other. A lot of things have been weaponized. I, I mean, just honest moment, I've been so disheartened sometimes when I've watched some of the way our leadership and even things in media have divided people to try and move some things forward. A lot of us have been very affected by that. In different ways. Not even just trying to pick a side. Division is just, you study the Bible, it's a bad deal. So we've been in these divisive times. Uh, but what I've been trying to learn to do, and some days I do it better than others. You know, in Jesus in the book of Revelation, Revelation 4, verse 1, where he said to John, you know, I said, behold, the door opened to me in heaven. I heard a voice that said, come up here, come up now. We have got to learn, guys, and we've got to learn it, especially in the days we're coming into. We've got to learn to not see things from just a natural perspective, but to rise up, be seated with Christ in heavenly places, and be able to see what God is seeing in a situation. Not just get caught up in kind of, what all the narratives and all the things flying out. It's like, okay, Lord, what are you saying right now? What's your heart right now? What do you see right now in what's going on? And guys, it's tough, especially when emotion's involved. I see things sometimes that be so angry, get so frustrated, get so worried or so concerned that I'd have to, no, 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 hold on, hold on. What's God saying? Let me get up into his perspective here. 
Let me, let me be seated with Christ in heavenly places regarding this right now. Let me, God, what, what are you saying and what are you doing right now? See, it's learning to see what is God doing and, and what is the enemy trying to do right now? So, that's a, so, so first I go, okay, I got to learn to discern. The gift of discernment is going to be so key. I mean, it is key, but it's going to be so key in the days we're coming into. You've got to discern. To discern means you're able to see something that's not apparent at first or not everybody can't see. We have to discern. We have to pray for discernment. We have to seek the Lord for discernment because if you don't have discernment, you get very easily deceived. And so we got to say, okay, God, what are you doing? What are you saying right now? And then number two, what's the enemy trying to do right now? What's his strategy in this? Because as we said in um, Ephesians 6 verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over present darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. And yet what I've noticed in myself over the last two years is there's a lot of times I want to fight somebody flesh and blood. Sometimes I want to administer some five-fold ministry. I want to get on Instagram and tell it like it is, which isn't very effective anyways, but I don't know. We just, we want to do that kind of stuff. And, and, and I'm kind of approaching a little lightly, but it's been hard. And yet God says, I want you to be at peace. But see, what, what, what you learn to do is you say, okay, God, help me to see this from your perspective. Because what I found is when I see it from God's perspective, I understand what the enemy's trying to do. And I remind myself, I'm not fighting people. My battle is not against flesh and blood. I'm called to reach people, not cancel them. There's a lot in that statement right there. I'm called to love people and fight the devil. But it's just so easy to want to fight people. <laughs> what, and, 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 there's, and, and there's so many things that you can fight people over right now. I mean, there's just so many divisive issues. But as believers, we gotta, we got to rise above. Uh, here's what Jesus said. Matthew 5, 43, 47. You've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Right? So part of that is love the people who agree with you, hate people who disagree with you. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For you have only loved those who love you. What reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you only greet your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? I don't know about you. This is one of those verses that usually don't make it onto our mirror or our fridge or our screensaver. Because it's really hard. But, but here's what we've got to understand. If I'm going to be seated with Christ in heavenly places, right? I'm going to see God's perspective. I'm going to understand my battle is not against people. But I've got to discern what's going on in the spirit realm here. Here's, here's what I want you to understand. When you stay in love, 
No matter what, you win. But if the enemy can get you out of love, you lose. Yeah, but Pastor Brennan, you don't know what those people like. If you can stay in love, doesn't mean you gloss over things. It doesn't mean you don't say certain things are wrong or certain things are right. But if you will stay in love, you'll stay with him, you always win. But if you get pulled out of love, you get pulled into strife, you get pulled into division, you get pulled into anger, you get pulled into bitterness, you get pulled into unforgiveness, you lose. And the devil wins. Because you're in no place to accomplish the will of God when you're bound up by that stuff. So what the devil does is he will find whatever he can to throw it at you to get you in hatred and anger and bitterness and just, ah. And I've seen it in myself at times in this season. I've seen it in people around me. We're so angry. Like, listen, rise above it in Jesus' name. But how do you do that? Because it sounds nice and it's great for me, the preacher, to stand up here and say, yes, we need to rise above that. How do you do it? You cannot do it in your own strength. It's the love of God that shed It's the same love that allowed Jesus to, 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 to minister to the crew, the, those beside him when he was being, when he, forgiveness, when he was being crucified on the cross, right? That's our example. And sometimes even as we come into Easter, guys, it's like we like the idea of it until it's like, no, no, we got to live this out but when we live this out there's freedom and there's healing but it all comes from being rooted and grounded in love and I got to land this plane but let me read this first John four nineteen says this we love because he first loved us just if you just look at it from the natural level you kind of you, you probably get bothered by what I'm saying right now no way, no, you, you can't just love and forgive. And it's like, but you gotta, Lord, take me up higher here right now. Help me understand I'm called to love and reach people, not cancel them. But I can only do that <laughs> if I'm rooted and grounded in love. The connection in me to the love of the Father has got to be more powerful than what this, the devil's throwing at me. You know what I mean? So if you're sitting here listening to me and you're kind of going, okay, I get you, but I just, I don't know, Pastor. Like, there's just been too much. They've done too much. Too much has happened. Okay, that's real. But here's the problem. If the devil can keep you in that place, he's going to make you totally ineffective for what God is calling you to and to reach people and to love people. You get trapped. You get stuck. I don't want you stuck. I don't want you trapped. I want you flourishing in all God has for you, but you got to... It's be at peace. How am I at peace? I walk in love. How do I walk in love? I love because he first loved me. No, we'll, we'll, actually I feel like we're, we've reached here. Being rooted and grounded in love will strengthen you. Being rooted and grounded in love will bring healing. Being rooted and grounded in love will empower you to be at peace with people. One last thought I'll pull out here just as we bring this to a close. It's very interesting. What really attracted me to this passage, first and foremost, because we were talking about being rooted in ground love, was this whole concept of the root of bitterness. 
And part of what I felt like the Lord said in my heart, he said, Brendan, said you can be rooted and grounded in love or you can be rooted and grounded in bitterness, but you can't be rooted and grounded in both. And one of the enemy's main strategies against us is to get us bitter. Right, so remember, our battle's not against flesh and blood. And the enemy's playing the long game. And if he can't get you back to hell, he's sure gonna make sure you can't take anybody else with you to heaven. He's gonna try and box you in as much as you can. So one of his main strategies is to work through deception and to try and work through people and to work through circumstances to attack you, to get you angry, to get you unforgiving, to get you into bitterness because when you're in bitterness, he binds you up. What is bitterness? Bitterness is a feeling of pain or distress, a feeling of antagonism, hostility, or resentfulness. And what the Bible says is when bitterness is there, it defiles and it causes trouble. See, that's part of why I'm saying we gotta, we gotta see this from God's perspective. I'll tell you a story. We'll close with this story. You can jump in with me, Mike. Um, I remember years ago. I think I was pastoring at the time, but you know, I started really young and <laughs> I just, I was young. So I was in this store one day and I just, I'm looking at some shoes and I don't know, I think I wasn't paying attention and I was kind of blocking the aisle a little bit and this older gentleman came by and basically was trying to get by and he just tore a strip off me. He's like, what are you doing? Wait, wait, get out of the way. And why aren't you paying attention? But I mean, I, I, I'm trying to remember now. I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I remember how it made me feel. And I remember I was so... Yeah. Because I, I just felt totally judged in the moment. I, got, I knew he did because I was just young and I don't know, whatever. I just, I didn't know everything going on, but this, it was just totally wrong what he did. And I was so angry and I was just like, I wanted to go over. I wanted to give him a piece of my mind. I mean, I wanted to just, ah. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I, I just realized like, this totally wrecked my day. It just was, it was there in my heart. So I stopped for a moment. I said, Lord, what do I, what do, I do right now? And I, it's going to sound kind of crazy to some of you, but I felt the Holy Spirit say, go apologize to him for not being sensitive to like being the way. And I thought, what? Are you kidding me? But I just, I felt God say, in other words, what am I doing? I just got totally attacked, but there was like this, opportunity to respond in love when it was totally undeserved so I remember I went back over I said excuse me sir and I could see you kind of tensed up and I just said you know what I just I wanted to apologize for blocking the aisle I was not paying attention and uh, I'm really sorry so just hope you have a good day but I just really want to apologize I remember he looked at me and he was like uh uh 
uh, let you totally speechless. Totally, totally speechless. And, 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 and I just turned around and walked away. I think he said something like, oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I probably was too, like he kind of stumbled over his words. Just like, okay, thank you. And I walked out that door. And I remember, guys, here's why I walked out there. When I walked out that door, it was an interesting thing for me. I felt so free in my heart. Now, did that person deserve what I did? No. Was I acknowledging what it was right? No. But what I, the Bible talks about says you don't overcome evil with evil. You overcome evil with good. Right? And there's this part where God's saying, it would say, I could have left there and I could have been angry and I could have been bitter and it would have probably affected me throughout the day and it could have built. But I said, no, I'm choosing a pathway of freedom. I'm going to overcome evil with good. That was evil what he did. But I'm going to choose to walk in love because God is love. And when you release love into a situation, you release God into that situation to work because I don't even know what was going on with that gentleman. Maybe he was going through something really hard in his life. Who knows? Maybe there was a death in his family. Maybe there was some things. I don't know what was happening. Maybe there was nothing. Maybe it was just a jerk. I don't know. But my job was I said, I'm going to choose to walk in love no matter what. And as I walked out that door, I walked out that door free. And I want to encourage you today in this close. In this season, the enemy has been working overtime to get us bitter, to get us angry. Angry at leaders, angry at the government, angry at people who wear masks, people who don't wear masks, people who say this, people who don't say that. He wants, his goal is just to get you bitter. He doesn't care what it is, he just wants to get you bitter. But God says, I want you to be free. I want you to be at peace with people because we are called to reach people. We're called to reach a city. But if we're all bound up with bitterness and anger, we're not reaching anybody. We got to reach them with love. Bitterness and anger never transformed anyone. It's the love of God that transformed anyone. You know why? Because that's what transformed us, didn't it? I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. That you gave your love to me anyways. So let's do this. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. And if you feel like, you know what? I've been battling some bitterness. I've been battling bitterness, but I want to be free. Again, you should go redupe in the love of God. I want, to, I want to walk in the love of God. I don't want a root of bitterness. I want a root of, root of love. And if, if you feel today, there's been some battles with bitterness. I've had some battles with bitterness, guys. I had to realize it. It's just things I was angry about. Things I, You bring up certain topics, and I just be like, ugh. But God's saying, I want you to be free of bitterness. So if that's you, I just want you to, once we've been doing all day, just raise your hands to the Lord if you say there's been some battles of bitterness. And Father, we just come before you today. A bunch of us have our hands raised because we're realizing there's been some battles of bitterness in our lives. But today we choose to be rooted and grounded in love. And I pray by your love today, you do a supernatural work. That bitterness goes in the name of Jesus. That bitterness leaves. That we walk in love. That we overcome evil with good. That we remember our battles not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places. God, help us to make sure we fight the right battles, the right ways.
And we just release bitterness today in Jesus' name. We bring it to you. We cast it on you. And thank you for filling us with your love. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You know what? Here's what we do. We're going to bring this to a close. We're obviously really excited for next week. We're excited for Holy Week. Make sure you get online. Sign up. I want to... Uh, yes, I'm excited to do this week together. But we are going to finish here. We're, we're kind of making this a season for prayer. So we're going to have some of our leaders here at the front. If you need prayer, maybe there's some real bitterness things that you kind of have popped up in your heart today. Maybe... Maybe you're just like something else really touched you from the message today. Or maybe you're just hungry for more of God. And you're just like, I want to I go deeper. I want to go deeper in love. We're going to have an opportunity just to pray and to seek God for a little bit today. And uh, so if we all want to stand to our feet, obviously if you need to go today, we're going to ask moms and dads, go get your kids. And, uh, and if you need to go today, you can feel free to go. We also want to honor your time and schedule. But we do want to create a place, an opportunity for prayer. I, I feel, again, this season, we just it's a season to seek God. And so I'm going to ask just uh, leaders who are involved in prayer just to come forward and just come forward across the front just to be ready and waiting for anyone who needs prayer. But Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for deeper healing that comes from deeper love. And I pray that even this week as we go into Holy Week that we'll be marked in such a fresh and real way by the love of the Father. That we'll be marked in such a fresh and real way by your love. And so we just really agree for this today, Father. We thank you for this. Do a deeper work in our lives, in our hearts. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everyone agreed with me, said. Amen. Right, so again, if you need to go today, please feel free to go. Please feel free uh, to make the exit. But if you need prayer, I want to invite you to come forward. Our leaders are going to be here and just be available to pray with you. And uh, if you just want to sit before God for a little bit as well, I don't know if one of the worship team, maybe Naila can come back out, or, uh, but just we can make sure that we have uh, just an opportunity just to sit before God for a little bit. If God's speaking to you, if God's ministering, you want just create the opportunity. But again, if you need to go today, feel free. We'd love for you to go as well. God bless you guys.